Hey nerdlings, this is Sarah Ashley. If I may interrupt your podcast listening for just a minute, I would really like to talk to you guys about Nerdonomy.com. That's our website. If you guys haven't been to it already, you should really go check it out. We have a page where you can just meet the nerds. We have a blog where we have all of our original content that we write when we're not recording. And we also have listener feedback. So if you guys really want to go ahead and talk to us, see what we have to offer, or even maybe make a nice healthy donation at our merch station, then you can please do so at Nerdonomy.com. All right, and now enjoy your podcast. Hey everyone, it's Dave from Nerds on Film. Just a little warning before we start this episode tonight. Uh, The episode's humor does get a little bit darker than normal. We do talk about some things uh, that are a little NSFW, know the uh, internet lingo. So just be warned, uh, if you're a little offended, we do apologize, but uh, we were just having a really great time and uh, hope that you have a great time too. So there you go. Without further ado, here's our new episode of Nerds on Film. Listening to Nerds on Film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. On an earlier episode, we talked about our favorite Christmas presents, but we've all had those Christmases where you get one dud gift. So, what's the worst Christmas gift you guys have ever had? Chlamydia. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving. Oh my god. Wait Did it come minute. with a card at least? Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm kidding. This- or in the shape Do of I a need card to be at tested? least. No. <laughs> David, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? Oh <laughs> uh, wow. Um, Can you beat chlamydia, Brian? Nope. (laughs) I cannot. David, David, get yourself checked, David. (laughs) This is chlamydia twerking. I'm going to go with a more abstract one. Um, I canceled flight. Because we were about mm, eight years ago, Sean and I were supposed to fly out to Colorado on Christmas Eve to be with with a family for a Christmas reunion. And we were just waiting and waiting and waiting in the airport. And then finally, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon after we'd been there for four hours, they canceled the flight. So even but though they, we ended up getting there, we ended up leaving the next day very, very, very early. Just, they intentionally gave that to you as a Christmas gift? Like they thought that that would be... I, I consider it a, a bad Christmas gift from fate. Mm. That, Merry Christmas, life's tough. <laughs> Aww. Aww. That Brian, so that's a cop-out. <laughs> You think it's a cop out? Yeah, that yeah that's kind of a cop out. The man. universe can't actually give you a gift unless yes, it, it can. it's material and it appeared under your in a tree. World it where count. Alan, the intrusive hipster ghost, exists, yes, it can. <laughs> that's a whole other form of physics that is so totally passe. Mongus equation, Eric. Mongus equation. That's too mainstream for, for Alan. <laughs> yeah, that is too mainstream for Alan. <laughs> He's probably like an aardvark equation. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dung beetle. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've got one. If, if are you sticking with the? I'll rethink of another one while you guys. Talk. Is it material? It's or, material. Or, this is probably one of okay. the best, worst gifts I've ever received. You woke up in a cold sweat. <clears throat> yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> so it was like I don't know, three or four years ago. My family did a white elephant gift exchange. I think it was like five years ago because mm. I was, was there. Five, I was yeah. there. So it was like five years ago they did a white uh, elephant gift exchange, um, which always makes me nervous because you know. One year I walked away with a Miley Cyrus calendar clock, I think. Wait, why is that bad? Because she didn't come in like a wrecking ball. This oh, is pre-wrecking ball. Pre- this is pre-wrecking ball. <laughs> this, this is pre- This her. is Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah, this is like Jinx. pre-her oh, like, sticking her tongue out to like smell what's going on in the air. And before taste <laughs> <space. laughs> 
Like, <laughs> 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 so I opened this gift, and I got was. Have you guys ever heard of tater mitts? No, I'm tater tops. No tater, tater mitts. mitts. This is like tater the greatest mitts. thing Mint. ever. M-I-D-S. Wait a second. Yeah, I think I saw an infomercial. Yeah, yes, you, you did. did. Wait, where yeah. someone was stroking off a fucking like cucumber to, to like skin it. So, uh, so basically, oh, thank God, I thought it was something else. <laughs> These are basically like dishwashing gloves that have been dipped in fish crazy gravel. glue, and then they dip them in f- fish gravel to like cover the mitts. And you're supposed to use them to like skin potatoes by just like rubbing your hand. It, it's like you're it's like you're jerking off vegetables. And that's what I thought it was for. That's why I was like, dear God, what the hell kind of to- toy is this? <laughs> it was. I've never used them. I, I actually I regifted it, but honestly, when I did it, my brother who had purchased it, knew what it was, and then when I opened it, he shit himself. He was laughing. so Not literally, but he might as well have been. I mean, you literally, like, jerk, you jerk off, like, vegetables to skin them. And, like, the infomercial, the lady is just like, oh, this is so great. I'm having so much fun with my cucumber. And you're going to be like, slapping your troubles away. Slapping your troubles away. You're going to be slapping your troubles away. That must have like been the shake weight, basically. Like, oh, it, those shake pre shake weight. I know, but it's the same thing. It looks like, it, you know, it's... Yeah. Well, no, you're not shaking you. any. I mean, you're 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 stroking. You're there's, stroking that that cucumber. You're the, stroking that potato. There is a woman out there who designed that. Who was the most passive aggressive? <laughs> <laughs> who had the worst end to a relationship ever? And or you, was near the end of the relationship, right before they were about to, you know, fuck. And she's like, "I'm going to mess with him." Just can you imagine oh if Lorena God. Bobbitt had gotten her hands on those? Oh. oh. It's like Predator with a cock. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Did, I, did, did I just make Sean go, uh? I think he did. Do I win an award I for that? Yeah. <laughs> the look on his face is just pure shame. Yeah. Wow. Or I feel so happiness. proud. What about you, Sarah? I'm trying to think of the worst gift. I don't know. I've got, like, mistake gifts and... The, this one I think is actually my brother still has it for whatever reason, but last year he got me this airbrush kit, and I don't do air, I do a lot of crafty stuff, but I don't do airbrushing. But he bought this whole like set and all the extender things, and I open, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. And he's like, yeah, it's the airbrush kit that you wanted. I'm like, no, didn't ask for it, <laughs> but no. but thanks. I guess I could figure out how to do that and try something new and he's like you didn't have it on your wish list I'm like no and he's like oh god and he goes and he looks and there's another another Sarah Ashley out there who and he looked at the wrong Christmas list I don't know if he's gotten rid of it yet but he just recently moved so I hope he did but he was he was supposed to like return it back to Amazon it was like almost a year later and he still hadn't Um, I, I have an addendum. And that Sarah Ashley is now one less airbrush kit, so <laughs> when I, she should feel horrible. When I was 11, I got this uh, gift from my grandparents. It was a uh, really big lined flannel hoodie looking coat. Remember, Sean and I both got those? And they were like, we way got the same too one, big. but they were different colors. One was green and one was red, and they were horrible. Yeah, and they were these, these like, I, I mean, like, you put it on, and it pretty much it looks like you're wearing a burqa, because it is, like, it is just, oh it is God. that big and wide. So, um, if this is sounding terrible, as I keep trying to describe it. It's long and wide and multicolored. And it's terrible. It, it has absolutely a, terrible. And it, and it has everything. a hood. I, I, I don't think, I think I tried wearing it one day, and I'm just the shame I felt wearing it. 
Like uh, Ralphie in the did, pink pajamas? Did, did yes. you feel like you were just getting lost in meat curtains? Was that... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. revisiting your birth is what Dave is getting at. <laughs> that was the second time Sean's got... Oh, tonight. <laughs> Dear God. Sean, are you getting sensitive on us? Yeah. No. No, this is just all so great. <laughs> <laughs> That's my happy sound. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my uh, worst Christmas that's gift. That's not creepy at all. Yeah, it's a weird please. story. So two years ago, uh, I went to my holiday party for the place that I work, and we always do a white elephant gift exchange. And I brought the perfect meatloaf pan. Now, at some point <laughs> in the night, I start to lose all memories. So from the, I, 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 I get a gift. Okay, hold on. Just, I'm just warning got shwasted. At some point, this will all be third-party things that I heard about <laughs> what happened. I wasn't there. I was there, but I wasn't there. Mentally, Sean went nap-nap. <laughs> so, I remember getting a gift, which was a $25 gift certificate to like a hip-hop store in town that was ridiculous. It was like all just baggy sweatshirts and big jeans. <laughs> and, uh, and then that's when I black out. And then from this point forward, we're going based on people that I've interviewed. All right. So at some point, I decide to trade that gift to somebody for another gift, trade that to somebody else for another gift, to trade back just to get the perfect meatloaf back. <laughs> and then I took it back out to the bars in town after the party was over. I was walking around all the bars holding a perfect meatloaf pan, talking about how amazing it was and how I was looking forward to several different kinds of meatloafs. And I showed the one on the front and was, said, look, you could put eggs in it. <laughs> this is all what I've heard. And then I never made it home with me. I think it, it ended up in the middle of the street somewhere. Oh, no. So you pulled a John Mulaney. So I, the worst gift I ever got, I inadvertently gave to myself and lost. <laughs> I think that beats everybody at this point. That's, oh, that's 100% true. Wow. Oh, I, oh, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I we we didn't have a whole lot of money, and all my friends had you know video game systems. You know, like they had like the Nintendo sixty four and all that. And I know my mom was really just she was trying, and she was trying her best, but she ended up giving me this like um, it, it looked like a like an old Mac, but it was black, and it played one game. It played Asteroids, and it had a little controller that popped out of it, and that's all it did. It did nothing else. It was like its own little video game console. And I remember being so disappointed when I was a child. And thinking back on that now, I'm thinking that was actually one of the best gifts that I ever got. Because it's, it's so cool and retro now. I have no idea where it is. I'm so disappointed. Oh. And But at the time, I thought it was the worst gift. Now I, I think it's the best. The funniest gift I ever got was a holographic Jesus that that when yes. you yeah but when you move it it becomes the virgin mary oh so you God. like you change it back and forth it was at a it was at a white elephant it's a transgender deity oh. yeah <laughs> God. but the best part is that's definitely I, a catholic version yeah well the best part is i brought it home and i was living next door to my mother-in-law at the time and i brought it over there and she loved it so much that she took it and hung it up in her house oh my god <laughs> every time i look at the thing i'm thinking how horrible and hideous it is, and yet she 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 so, loves it. So, so what you're saying 
is that the Virgin Mary and Jesus are really the same person. Right. It just depends Father, on the angle you're Mother, looking Mother, Son, and Holy Ghost. The, the Holy Quadrangle. The Holy Quadrangle. The Holy Quadrangle. Now, if we could go back in time in the TARDIS, I would pay attention in Catholicism school. I will say the best <laughs> gift I ever got at a white elephant exchange was from this gal who had recently moved from Italy. First time in America, had no idea what a white elephant gift exchange was. She got you a white elephant. She bought a $75 leather wallet, <gasps> and I ended up with it. <laughs> she ended up with this. It was actually the gift that I brought. It was this... Um, dildo. No. Uh, that was the next year. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a fiber optic plant that like changed colors and stuff. It was hideous. Cool. Um, and I ended up with a $75 wallet. Do you still have it to this day? I, that I don't. I don't. It got uh, got kind of messed up a couple of years back, but I had it for like five years. Did, you, so did you like use it in a fight or something? It got pretty messed up, man. Yeah, I had a, I had a wild period, kind of a grunge period. I don't talk about it. <laughs> I wore a lot of clothes you inside out. grunge? You had a grunge period when the grunge was huge when he was three. <laughs> he was the hardest three-year-old on the block. <laughs> the only three-year-old with a beard. Like ZZ Top. I bit anyone who walked by. <laughs> Have you ever heard Nirvana? Fuck you! <laughs> I had so much flannel, I didn't know what to do with myself. I like Bob Beale. Can I share my worst Christmas gift that I get? Sure, Alan. Go ahead. Well, it was uh, when I was a, a child, and uh, I was given a Commodore 64 gaming system um, for Christmas, and uh, I just thought it was a little too popular, so I decided to trade it for um, a kit from needing my own oven mitts. And then, oddly enough, this year, I also got a Commodore 64, <laughs> but because it's super retro, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, you're Kevin? last. All right, well, given the ample time that I've had to think about it, to be honest, I can't recollect a bad Christmas present, so I'll give you the most disappointing one. I was seven years old. I had just discovered Legos and uh, was immediately obsessed. Still am to this day. And so there was this particular large train set that had an electric train that had batteries, like, you know, 17D cell batteries uh, that would go around a track and you could mix in the other Legos that I had already gotten into it. I'm like, sweet, this is going to be the best thing ever. So I asked mom and dad, hey, can you let Santa know this is what I want for Christmas? So instead, they got me a Kinex roller coaster set that was about as tall as I am. But I was furious. I remember getting so angry, looking at my mom and dad and being like, of course I did not say fuck you guys, I'm seven years old. It was more like... <laughs> you were sure thinking it. I was sure <laughs> thinking it. I actually said Santa sucks and I stormed out. <laughs> Ga wow. Gas up the jet, we're going to bomb the North Pole. Yeah. Santa Claus. Too. All right, so... So I understand, like, I even kept it and built it once, and it broke the moment I finished building it, and I was furious, and I said, Santa really sucks, and I stormed into my room and cried, <laughs> and so um, I, I kept it, never built it again, and to this day, I know that it was my parents that did that, but I'm glad that they got me connects, because now I understand what it means to, um, what's the word? Be a Lego white? No, 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 no. Uh, live life. Life is full of disappointments, ladies and gentlemen. 
Is you that, can't get everything that you want. Is that the year you stopped believing in Santa Claus? Because no. you realized Santa would never make no. a mistake like that? No, it was that. actually the next year when I heard the song uh, Santa Kissed Mom, and I got furious that Mom was cheating on uh, my dad with Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so you refused to and believe so him I said, after that? fuck that fat fuck. I'm done with oh him. Oh, my God. This would explain why Tim Allen has a restraining order on you. <laughs> guys. I will push that motherfucker guys. off the roof. Guys. <laughs> guys, wait. I don't understand. Wait. Kevin, are you saying your parents are Santa Claus? You know, I just I don't get what you're saying. Here's the here's the possibility. They very well could have been. Uh, there were multiple years, not in a row, uh, reindeer tracks in my living room, like legitimate reindeer tracks with mud, not out of chocolate or mousse or whatever. Um, but yeah, straight up, Santa Claus is a dick. He let fucking animals into your house. <laughs> not only that, there was a there huge shit everywhere pile too? of reindeer shit on top of my Christmas presents. It was mine specifically. Not my brother's, not my mom and dad's, mine. I find it rather amusing that you all believed in Santa when you were young. I stopped believing in Santa in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, so, okay. I was the one who ruined it for all the other children. It was about in my, my, my After fourth I told them month all babies of gestation <laughs> when I realized that this just doesn't make any sense. I remember very clearly I was playing with my uh, umbilical cord. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to fashion it into a... Uh, a necktie. <laughs> a necktie. <laughs> I wanted to come out formal. <laughs> Which is actually oh, trying to fashion it into a bow tie, <laughs> which 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 is actually the reason for the emergency C-section. But that's, that's <laughs> oh man! And on that note. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Kevin Zatorius. I'm Sean Moriarty. And, of course, in the cave with us tonight, the entire Nerdonomy family, Eric Bricklont and David McGuire. Hey, everyone. Yeah! We literally haven't had everybody in the same room uh, for a long time. I think, I think it's been a year for the five of us all in one room, but I think this is the first time we've had all six people, right, on this podcast at once? Last year we were at your house, in your right. living room. Right, and Sean wasn't on the podcast at that point. So, yeah. Nope. This is, I think, the first time it's been all six of us. Crazy. So that just means that we have to really deliver tonight. And Christ, it's seven with Alan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Oh, thank you yep. for finally noticing me. I felt as though I was just being a wallflower. Or it's, actually, no thank you for not noticing me because I don't want to be a part of your mainstream gang <laughs> of ruffians <laughs> and nerds. If you, if you will excuse me, I will go be playing jacks outside. Thank you. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Alan might have some multiple personality disorder I, yeah, tonight really. with the holiday season. Maybe he's, he's just, slitting into three personalities. He's just jumping host from, from all around the table he's here. Really, he's, he's going making around. He's, I'm just gonna sit in the corner and play a, a game I got on my iPhone. It's not uh, words with friends because that's bullshit. It's actually math problems with enemies. <laughs> People that you hate together and then you send them the most difficult math problems and try to blow their mind. <laughs> right now I'm in the middle of a 25 character matrices. It's really hard. <laughs> oh. Goodness gracious. So, how about that episode topic, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're doing an episode? Yeah, oh, yeah. we're actually... Uh, uh, we uh, have uh. a purpose, I think. <coughs> like Skynet? Skynet has a purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Skynet <laughs> and Charles Dickens. 
<laughs> <laughs> I see very many parallels. <laughs> I know you guys said not to say that that's the episode title, but that's a good contender. That is really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty damn good. Um, um, go ahead. Well, so this topic, I picked this one because, you know, as you guys know, um, the, the four main hosts on Nerds on Film got to pick which Christmas movie they want to talk about. And because I can't make up my mind on anything, I ended up just picking um, adaptations of Christmas Carol, focusing specifically on my two favorite Christmas movies, Scrooged and Muppet Christmas Carol. Also my two favorite Christmas Carol adaptations. Well, they're kind Dude, of anybody else. They're kind of the best. Christmas, Muppets Christmas Carol is my favorite uh, Car- Christmas Carol movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with those. Those are two of the best. I, as a little kid, I remember watching Mickey's Christmas Carol, uh, and that was a favorite for a long time. I loved that one. But honestly, Muppets Christmas Carol is so rock solid. Mm-hmm. The Muppets, I have to watch. That and Love Actually are yeah. like my must-watch Christmas things. I wanted to give a shout-out to Alan because um, I only have a VHS copy uh, that my parents recorded during The Muppets Christmas Carol. And Alan was so generous to haunt my old VCR. And so if I want to watch it, he just goes in, haunts the VCR, comes out and goes, You're not welcome. And then I can watch my Muppets Christmas, <laughs> or the Mickey's Christmas Carol. So I wanted to thank you, Alan, for fixing, haunting my VCR. Yeah, I just <laughs> really where it's at is if you get the special bootleg copy that was transferred to Betamax that's where it's at so that's why it didn't work <laughs> uh, my favorite's the Doctor Who special that just came out there very recently that was just masterfully done and it had my favorite of all aquatic animals sharks yay oh, shark yay. bait Ooh, uh-huh. it, it did Eric remember that episode that we did about unnecessary sequels yeah. I'm fairly certain the sharks would now fall into that category. Uh, <laughs> I'll shut up about the sharks. <laughs> I wanted to mention at least one. That's going uh, back over a year, Dave. Wow, thanks. I Boom. I was going to try to cut all the shark shit out of the last episode, and then I realized it was the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been five minutes long. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it, Eric. The only five-minute episode of Nerds on Film. Really, though, my, my favorite Christmas Carol adaptation, besides the Doctor Who episode, which is actually quite good, mm-hmm. uh, is the DuckTales adaptation. Do you guys ever oh, yeah. see that with Ebenezer Scrooge as, as Scrooge well, McDuck? Well, Scrooge but, McDuck, that... But they, they did a whole episode where did they, they did... Did they really? Yeah, because yeah, really? Scrooge McDuck is also the Scrooge in, in Mickey's, Mickey's Christmas, Christmas Carol. Right, but they went off which and they did a whole... Yeah. thing. Okay, interesting. This one, though, has been redone like a, a kajillion times. Stage, opera. That's an actual number. Yes, yes, it yeah. is. Well, the first film, yeah, we were talking audio about, book. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> on the, the History Podcast, which went online yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, by the time you guys get this, that literally within six weeks of the original novel coming out, it was already on stage in London, and there was a production in New York. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it spread like wildfire. It was it immensely popular when it first came out. Um, it was published in 1843, and I'm not going to go too, too much into it because we did talk a lot about the history of Christmas Carol on the Nerds on History episode, so... Just one go back day before. And, yeah, go back and listen to that, that one and then come back. Go ahead. We'll wait. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Wasn't I hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> and Eric, I'm, I'm upset. You mentioned not one shark in Nerds not on one. History. I had to pace myself because I was saving it. You could it have talked really, about a dolphin, for fuck's sake. It, we originally had written it that it was going to be the shark of Christmas past, the shark of Christmas present, and the shark of Christmas yet to be. We thought that was a bit extreme, so we just abandoned it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just killed the shark thing, so... We All just right, jumped the good. shark. 
of the shark. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we jumped the shark of sharks? Yep, we jumped the shark of sharks. With sharks? Or I, how do we... Okay, we'll just accept it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as um, I was able to find, I think the earliest adaptation of Christmas Carol into film was in 1910, and it was really short. And um, they actually did have the parents with all three ghosts and kind of overlaid it. That was actually um, Thomas Edison's um, production company that did that one. And then there Ah, have those bastards. I know. And then there have been adaptations to film like almost every three years since then. There's always something. I mean, hell, the the Flintstones had their own too. You know, I think probably one of the earlier ones that stands out the most for people was. Uh, the 1951 version. George C. Scott. Yeah, that one's probably one of the primary ones that people really focus on when they think of like black and white yeah, adaptations. I think George C. Scott was the one in the 70s. That one that is a very popular one. Oh, though. my apologies. Yeah, but I know which one you're talking. It's like it is the quintessential black and white one that you that you watch on like Turner Classic Movies every year. My mother has like tried to force that one on me, and I just I can't do it. Yeah, I it's just tough. Can't do it. Yeah. I remember seeing a colorized version of it on Turner Classic Movies, and it just looked god-awful. This is back in the late 80s when the colorizing was just these plain primary colors. The the 1951 one uh, was Alistair Sim. Oh, okay. Sir Alistair Sim, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, And then I think he actually came back, and in 1971, he did another Christmas Carol adaptation, but it was animated. And that one was for a short, and I believe, yeah, I won an Oscar. Yeah, there have been a couple interpretations. There was one that was done a few years ago that was very, very slow-paced. I fell asleep. But the one thing that was weird about it is that Nicolas Cage was the voice of Jacob Marley. Really? Yeah, seriously. What year was this? This I, I, I remember seeing it in 2005. Oh, okay. Scrooge, we got to go back and change your ways now. Your <laughs> shit's going nuts down here, okay? Otherwise, I'm going to freak the fuck out! <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, What's your face? A Christmas Carol, colon, the movie, 2001. Oh, yes. Colin. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Kate Winslet was Belle in that. What? Yeah. Really? Mm. Nick Cage is Marley. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking at this thing right now. That's Nutter Butters. Was Who it was in- Scrooge? Simon Cowell. Cow- not Cowell. Cowell. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I was like, oh, Jesus. Simon, Simon Cowell. Cowell. Yeah. So, well, yeah. We all had a moment. <laughs> <We're> like, what? <laughs> But what? if you think about it, Simon Cowell would actually probably make the best Scrooge. But this, he would never learn his lesson because he's a mean old this shit. This Christmas is so <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> it's I'm just going to say. absolutely appalling. And so in 1999, however, Sir Patrick Stewart was in a Christmas Carol. On for TNT, um, yeah. 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 You know, I never saw that one. I heard it was kind of, yeah, but Patrick Stewart was really good. But what I really want to see is um, when Patrick Stewart did his stage adaptation of A Christmas Carol. It was a complete one-man show. He did the whole damn thing himself. I would kill to see that. <laughs> the, one, the one I thought was pretty good was uh, it was adapted to television. It was the uh, televised version of the Alan Menken Christmas Oh, the Carol. musical, the one with... Um, with Kelsey Grammer as Scrooge, and it's got... Uh, what's her name from uh, uh, 30 Rock? Jenna Maloney? No. Uh, no well, no. that's her name in the show. But it's... Uh, oh, okay. Jane... Cause it's Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski as uh, Ghost of Christmas Past. J- Jason Alexander was Marley. <laughs> Um, Chelsea Grammer wasn't <laughs> Jesse L. Martin was the voice of the Ghost of Christmas Present like people who have been on Broadway people who have very solid television acting uh, careers who just rock the crap out of the, the singing parts in this 
That one actually made me cry. Well, I'm not going to lie. Did it really? Yeah, I it did. just want to mention <clears throat> Kovac that uh, Jane Krakowski was also in the Flintstones live <clears throat> adaptation, <clears throat> which, since it's so not in mainstream anymore, I've seen several times. I even have a tattoo of it on my lower calf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one Billy Baldwin oh. is a uh, Mining Rebel, oh. right? Actually, it's uh, it's oh. one of the Baldwins. Oh, one I, of the Baldwins, yeah. So let's talk about the two favorite ones, and I guess we'll... Oh, there's also the Blackadder Christmas Carol, and that was pretty yes. good, too. Yes, so good. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but let's start in 1988 with Scrooged, with the incomparable Bill Murray playing Frank Cross, who is kind of the Scrooge-like character. This is not a direct adaptation, but it's an interpretation into uh, modern times, or what was modern at the time, because now it's awfully dated. But it's still great. <laughs> it's just very 80s. So Frank Cross is this uh, TV executive, and um, it <laughs> it opens with all these Christmas specials that they're trying to pitch, and they're great. Things like... <laughs> the Night Bob, the Reindeer Died. The Night the Reindeer Died. Um, Bob Goulet's Cajun Christmas. <laughs> He's being followed by an alligator. Mm. And father loves beaver. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I know your father, he's out chasing beaver. <laughs> father loves beaver. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> anyway, so the whole idea is that while he's trying to put on this live production uh, or live telecast of the Scrooge story, Christmas Carol. They don't actually ever call it a Christmas Carol in the movie. But while he's trying to put that on, he actually is then visited by his old boss who warns him that three ghosts are going to yeah. appear. And he's then, essentially the Jacob Marley. The Jacob Marley. And then, um, yeah. so he does, he goes through with the ghost of Christmas past, who's a, you know, disgusting cab driver. Played uh, by Buster Point Dexter, also known as... Uh, David was it David Johansson from the New York Dolls? I know, right? But that and he did that. Um, I'm feeling hot, 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 like that yeah. song, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but he was also really good friends with Bill Murray, which is how he got cast. Yeah, totally. And he actually, he does a really good job in that movie. He uh, does do a really good job. Uh, well, actually, the acting is solid across the whole mm -hmm. picture. But you were talking about who is the Ghost of Christmas Present? Who? Uh, Ghost of Christmas Present. Carol Kane. Amazing. Absolutely fantastic. I <laughs> love her and her squeaky little voice. And do you, uh, the part where she actually grabs his lip, she injured him so bad that they actually had to stop production for a few days because she tore his lip. Oh. Wow. Oh, Jesus. And Which is funny considering that she actually was really upset every single time she had to, like, hurt him. And they had to, like, kind of, like, <laughs> fight it out or whatever. Like, which is, if you watch the movie, she's like... This violent pixie with gossamer wings—it's hilarious, <laughs> and she's and she's just like she's always so like cute and pretty. Like they get to this party and she's like, "Oh, I'm glad I wore my good dress." And then like next thing you know, she's like hitting him in yeah. the face. Sometimes, sometimes you have to slap him in the face to get the attention. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I remember just the favorite line in that movie was, "If you touch me again, I'm gonna rip your goddamn wings out." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then you also have the, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, which is, you know, this can, kind of the same idea of the tall hooded figure, which is 
you know, relatively close to the adaptation. Everything else is kind of different, but this right, you know, representing topic. death, of course. But the face is a television is screen. a television set with like the white noise <laughs> stuff going on, and it's yeah. Just and occasionally you see a picture, uh, the televised image of a of a skull face, but mm-hmm. most of the it's these weird blank. Oh wait, images. are we not going to mention the? Uh, Hellraiser movie style like torso demons with, oh. with like the tortured <laughs> yeah, souls he, inside his ribs yeah, that he, are hilarious at the he, same time by the end yeah when he's like he thinks it's uh, a character from the, the telecast and he t- and he like opens up the cloak and there's all these like freaking demon faces and stuff and it's like hell scary yeah which is really brilliantly done because that was just an extreme close up I don't even think they I think they actually did like this giant rib cage with full size people that they just kind of cut to and they just made it look like it was yeah, yeah it, was it was very cleverly done the special effects in the movie, the, all the practical ones, I think actually still are pretty damn good. Um, it was the computer ones they did that were still kind of like, don't quite well, it's hold 1988, up. so exactly, can't yeah. blame them for trying. Yeah. By the way, how come you guys haven't mentioned that R- Marion Ravenwood is in this movie? Oh, d- trust me, we're getting there. Oh, okay. Karen yes. Allen, yeah, don't Karen worry. Karen Allen was in it. Can, can I share something about who the script for this movie real sure. quick? So this was written by Mitch Glazer, mm-hmm. whose mm-hmm. most current work is Magic City on Stars. I had a whole totally like what the fuck moment because I realized wait a second his sister was one of my teachers at San Jose State oh really yeah and I just realized how good of a writer he is because this the dialogue is awesome the story is very solid with this movie there's really not like the whole lot wrong with it it's it's very 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 solid you know and that's true yet for some reason I think it only has like a 69 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now yeah and I and I don't I don't really understand that they just say like oh Bill Murray's not really trying in this movie or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know. It's Bill Murray being Bill Murray, doing what he was doing in the 80s. <laughs> I, 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 in the 70s. If you, I first time watching it, I would totally see that. Watching it again, though, you see lots of nuance, particularly after he has the turn and after he mm-hmm. comes redeemed. Like It is a very good performance. I would say that my one fundamental issue with this movie, or at least with the story, is that When it comes to A Christmas Carol, you know that he is the way he is because of things that happened in his past and the decisions that he's made up to this point. While that is true in Scrooged, he also has an overbearing boss that he's trying to please, eagerly please. Now, whether that's just him, again, making more decisions... But I also think that he's kind of got this top-down pressure thing that's not reflective of A Christmas Carol, and I think kind of changes the motivation of the Scrooge character a little bit. Well, in a way, I could see that. I mean, I think whereas with Ebenezer Scrooge, you have the whole issue of poverty, right, being Mm -hmm. this motivating force. For him, it was the escapism of television, right? Because they set it up right from the past where he's just sitting watching TV all the time, and they set up that throughout his whole year's being a teenager he just sat and watched television and so of course naturally he's going to try to get a job at a television studio where he can be part of that world and the fact that he's acting as the dog uh, in that kid show uh, at one point I mean like he's like that's what his obsession is that was his escape from his terrible childhood do you think this is the parallel universe version of Cable Guy? Mm, Interesting (laughs) I hadn't considered that That's a really good question Speaking of which Easter Egg in that whole scene with the dog, on the tree, yep. Dick and Lauren. Dick and Lauren is referring to Richard Donner and Lauren Sheeler Donner. Uh, Dick, of course, Richard Donner directed the movie. Mm-hmm. Lauren Sheeler Donner helped produce the movie. I think they had gotten married very shortly bef- before that because they had gotten together like in the 80s or so. And I was like, oh, totally call that. So it was 
it was nice to catch that. Yeah. There's also another cameo in the movie that you guys might not know of. Mm. So the scene where they have like the street performers and whatnot. <gasps> oh yeah 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 yeah. Go yeah. ahead, you can do it. Um, it's uh Paul Schaefer and Miles Davis and I'm trying to remember the other two. Two more. I know I can't remember. Are they are they the street? Performers? They're the street yeah. performers. Larry Carlton and uh, David Sanborn. Yeah. Wow. Fucking I totally Miles that. Davis in a movie, <laughs> a mainstream movie. Crazy. That is really. Cool. I myself would never whore myself out for a Bill Murray movie. Actually, I prefer Miles Davis's cousin Giles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, who else is in Scrooge? Um, Fucking oh, hold on a second. What the hell is his name? I can never remember his name. Uh, Mary Lou Retton is in this. Oh well, movie. yeah, she's Olympic gold medalist as Tiny Tim. How great is that? Like the some of these goddamn jokes, like casting Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. She throws the crutch away and does a somersault over a lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> and to your point, Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett from such illustrious films as Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> <laughs> playing Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. I also forget that Charlie of Charlie's Angels is in this movie as well. What? Yes, that's right. He plays the... Well, he plays the Marley character, essentially. Let's call his name up. What's his name? Uh, John Forsythe. Thank you. The late, great John Forsythe. Nice. Yes. Some great makeup on him early in the movie. Um, oh, yeah. How could we forget Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah. Because um, that guy's a gem. <laughs> well, uh, newsflash, guys, if you want to see him, he's coming into the Bay Area for San Francisco Sketchfest. Is he really? He, he Sketch is, Fest, yeah. yeah. Dude, how, is that his natural voice? Does I he just so. always talk like that? No, his natural voice is not that bad. He he does that intentionally. He doesn't talk like that at all. He actually sounds like an angel. <laughs> he sounds like an angel. From God. They really should have him read... You know, like the full Dickens version. Yeah. Marley was dead to begin with. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, he also did the voice of Pain in Hercules, the Disney version. So. Why does that name ring like a bell? I don't know. Uh, maybe we owe him money? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good impression. Can you actually do the Marley Marley was dead to begin with? Oh, the opening of the, of the story? I, I don't know the lines, but I can no, just Marley was, was dead, dead to begin, begin with. with. Marley was dead to begin with! <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's actually not too shabby. That was good. So this was, I mean, this is just a really good, solid 80s classic, Oh, and we I can't think. forget that, of course, 80s pop music slash movie composer icon Danny Elfman get, did the score. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, this must have been shortly before Batman then, because Batman came out in 1989, right? Yes, and right? he. Did, I think his first scoring project was, uh, was actually, it might have been this movie if it wasn't um, Pee-wee's... Big oh, adventure. big adventure! Yeah, yeah, that was Tim Burton's big screen directorial debut, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense because they get along so well. I yes. also want to point out real quick, Alfred Woodard, who was in this, mm-hmm. who oh, played yeah. Grace. She was also in one of my other favorite movies about ghosts, Heart and Souls. Oh, oh with Robert right. Downey Jr. I yes. love. What is it called again? Heart and Souls. Yeah, I love that. that movie. That movie. Doesn't matter how old I am, I've seen that movie several thousand times. You will cry. It makes me cry it's every so time. Damn good. You and will cry. Absolutely. Can actually, I want to do an episode on like random move, like random underrated movies or whatever. That is one yes. of them. Yes, that is one of them. When you yeah. see the little kid on his bed and he cries, Milo, and the music like, swells, I was like, No, no go back. Oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay, but we digress again. Uh, Mr. Roger Ebert 
hated this movie. Yeah, oh, Scrooge, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a quick quote, because I don't want to dive too much into to, um, critical acclaim. Critical acclaim, but he says, quote, It was obviously intended as a comedy, but there is little, com- uh, little comic about it, and indeed the movie's overriding emotions seem to be pain and anger. Well, it's a Christmas carol. Duh. And honestly, when Bill Murray's angry, it's hilarious. But, oh, and the other thing being, when this movie opened up, it was not as um, successful in the box office as uh, as one would hope. Um, I think it opened um, at the same time. Oh, no, wait, that's a different one. Never mind. It still didn't do as well as they had expected. It was kind of like medium fanfare when it came out in the theaters. Um, but it seemed to have found its fanfare yeah, after, later. after it came out. Later, later. Like the home video crowd. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much like a lot of the movies we've talked about. Like the ref also found its mm-hmm. audience in home video, and Christmas Vacation, I believe, wasn't really that big either, right? Yeah. So. And same thing with a Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet Christmas uh, Carol. Uh, I remember uh, seeing see that uh-huh. in theaters. So good, and the first time I ever saw Sir Michael Caine on yep. screen. Oh, God. However, here we go. Michael Caine's gonna make an appearance. So, 1992, Muppet Christmas Carol comes out. Come on, opens dude, the same time as. Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. Lost in New York, yes, indeed. And um, also, oh, God, Disney had another one come out that time. Aladdin. Aladdin came out at the same time, too. Yeah. So it was kind of sabotaged. (laughs) There goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grinch. (laughs) Thank you, guys. If he had a prize for being mean, the winner would be him. Yes. Uh, I had this soundtrack on cassette tape. (laughs) Did you really? We did. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly? I am blind. He wave. Oi, oi, oi! This is my island in the sun. Clearly, we don't like this movie. There's something Not in the world today that's good for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's wow. let's get into it. This is the first Muppet movie that they made without <coughs> Jim Henson, although it was his idea. Um, it happened two years after he had passed. And this is also the first time that they had a human be the primary character. Um, it is also the first time that, aside from Kermit, no Sesame Street characters make an appearance. What? Mm-hmm. Hold on. And also, I think the first time where Rolf, uh, his voice is not heard in the movie because I think the actor had died shortly before. Uh, shortly after. He, had, he was diagnosed. In the movie? Yeah. Does he? Where? The dog. The dog. One, right? one of the one of the primary actors, puppeteers. Puppeteers, was not in this because he was diagnosed with HIV and he died a few months later. Oh. Yeah. Uh, his name is Richard Hunt. I'm finding out which. Oh, uh, Richard Hunt's Muppet oh, roles Scooter. included Scooter, Beaker, Janice, Staller, and Sweet Turns. Oh, did Statler too? Statler, yeah. Oh, well, see, but those guys talk though. They so did. Well, he, yeah, but they, they just must have got they just got a replacement. Um, because so Statler and Waldorf in uh, this one are the Marleys. Are the Marleys? So they did Jacob and Robert. <laughs> Robert. They picked Robert Marley because it's closest to Bob. So they have <laughs> yeah. a Bob Marley. <laughs> and it's funny because when I remember I saw this movie before I even knew who Bob Marley was. It was like, wait, like the guy from Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and yes, of it's course. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. <laughs> <laughs> well, also Charles Dickens is in, is in the movie too. Charles Dickens is in the movie, played, played by, by Gonzo. Gonzo and Rizzo, Rizzo the Rat. Yeah. is just Rizzo. Oh, it's a great combo. I know the story like the back of my hand. Prove, Prove it. it. 
Um, okay. we'll see you <laughs> No, 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 don't tell us your hand, tell us the story! <laughs> Those two are quite possibly, like, the best comedic duo. It's so charming. I yeah. love their They're whole, like, Abbott and Costello. I love yeah. the whole, like, him trying to get up and over the Oh fence. my god, he gets god, all the way over the thing. broken body. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've got my jelly beans. And he just Wait, crawls right. through. You can fit through the bars? Yeah, why? You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Expect the first ghost when the bell tolls one! Wow, wow. I think Brian's just Wow. My <laughs> <laughs> I, I ears are fucking bleeding, Brian. Thank you. Turn Good it luck down, with the Brian. editing of that right. sound. <laughs> I, think, I think this is my favorite version of Christmas Carol. I, I, think, think, so. I think we found it. Um, what I love about this one is it is probably one of the truest adaptations there is dialogue straight lifted from the book the the scene where um you know kermit leaves the office and he's on his way home and it just says that he went down a slide on on cornhill and at the end of the lane of boys 20 times in honor of its being christmas eve and then ran home to camden town as hard as he could pelt to play at blind man's bluff so um he's just talking about like running along and playing but that's an opportunity that whoever was, you know, reading and adapting the script decided, hey, great little interlude. Bob Cratchit's walking home and everybody's playing and having a rock, like, rockin' time. Mm-hmm. And the store song in there, too. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, they, they picked the right moments to interject music into it so it doesn't feel off-putting and it still stays true to the story. Yeah, definitely. Was this the one where he goes... Tis the season to be jolly and joy. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's on his walk home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. Sean, did you, uh, what, what did you, what's like your favorite part of this movie? Oh my God. My favorite, you guys already said it. It's Gonzo and, uh, and the <laughs> it's rat. It's true. They're so good. I also love that. Hey, I'm hungry. I'm going to get something to eat. Finish, finish, finish. And And never mind, my mom always told me, never eat singing food. (laughs) I do love that uh, Fozzie Bear plays Mr. Fozzie Oh, yeah, Fozzie Wig. was great. (laughs) And they have the rubber chicken factory. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's his business. (laughs) Amazing. Light the candle, not the rat. Light the candle, not the rat. (laughs) Thank you for making me a part of this. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for making me a part of this. And that's that is, so great. and that is like, <laughs> and that As is he's wiping him on the window. <laughs> oh wow, this place really is filthy. <laughs> Doesn't he use him at one point to like fan the fire? Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does indeed. Yeah. It's so great. And, oh, and so Fozzie Wig and the Marleys, that's pretty much actually the only real liberties that they take yeah. with the story. Everything else, they stay yeah. really close. The One thing that is missing, which is actually missing from most adaptations, is um, the ghost of Christmas present as he gets, um, as it gets towards the end of the portion with him. They're two children. Right. Want and ignorance. And they're actually hiding behind his robes, and he kind of, like, shows them, and they're just these distorted, animalistic, horrible little creatures. And um, he's basically saying, like, this want and ignorance are the two things that are going to ruin you and ruin life in general. So, Well, that would be really difficult to translate, especially into a Muppet movie, though. Well, it's hard to translate in most cases because... 
I mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I cannot think of one. The Kelsey Grammer. The Kelsey the Grammer has one. Oh, one does actually have wanton ing- ignorance in him. Yes. Okay. okay. Are they in the form of their form of a child? I yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. One's a boy. One's, one's a, girl. a girl. They're both. Uh, Poverty stricken, and they both uh, feral children. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are they feral children. They, they definitely look like there's something disturbed about them. Yes. Yeah. Does it look like they came out of the movie Mama? Oh God, they Mama? look. They look like the you little kid from yeah. Road Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Did one of them sound like I don't know? Well, maybe we owe him money. <laughs> it's pain and panic, actually. Pain and panic. At your service, sir. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I kind of want to talk like that for the rest of the episode. Oh, God. <laughs> can your vocal cords handle it? I think I can make it work. Oh my gosh! Here we go. Uh, <laughs> We're on an adventure. <laughs> it's true. We are on an adventure. I Much will like say, uh, Michael Caine as Scrooge was probably the best incarnation of Scrooge I've ever seen. I cannot take you seriously. Stop it. Stop. No, that's why I like it so much. <laughs> He, I, you know, I, I agree with guys. Dad. We could just ask Michael Caine what it was like making him up. <laughs> <laughs> Long okay. overdue. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen uh, who are uh, listening, uh, we have a special guest tonight. He uh, played Sir Alfred Michael, the Butler. Uh, Sir Michael Caine has uh, graced his presence here in the Nerd Cave uh, for a brief interview. We can only ask him a few questions before he has to head back. Uh, he's got another Christopher Nolan movie that he has to make. He's got twelve lined up. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Mr. Kane, uh, is welcome. This, is this is this Kevin <laughs> O'Brien's show? Oh no, no, it's not. I regret. Okay, okay. Uh, we, we we get probably about a quarter of his audience, if that. We're, we're more like Craig Ferguson. Or <laughs> 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 Jimmy Kimmel. <clears throat> oh. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Kane, first of all, thank you for uh, taking the time. We really appreciate it, all of us nerds. So uh, we, we, we did have a question. Um, so, I got a question? Uh, yeah, uh, we have a question over here. <laughs> what, was, Bobcat. what was it like growing those mutton chops for the movie that you were wearing? Well, as it turns out, those were actually makeup that I was wearing the whole time. What a fucking letdown! I, Don't I, ap- I apologize for Bobcat. He, uh... <laughs> He, he, he does things on his own. Uh, so, what was it like working with uh, with Muppets? I mean, that must be it, it must be exciting. I told myself before I went into playing the part that I had to really bring myself back to my acting fundamentals, and so I just told myself, no matter what, I'm not going to blink the entire time I'm on camera, and that's what got me through the whole process. It sounds like it was a, a, a very difficult process with the Muppets. Oh, terribly. Oh, okay. Does that explain why there was a $50,000 uh, charge for, for Visine throughout the whole duration that of the film? That was written into my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I made it explicitly clear to Jim Henson and his people that I cannot blink when I'm on camera, and this is a requirement for me being part of your film. <laughs> is that because the Muppets don't blink? Correct. Uh-huh. It was a- <laughs> uh, it's all coming together now. So I wanted them to look at it and say, "Wow, that's a really good puppet." To me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I hate to bring it up again. I I don't want to upset Sir Michael Caine, but you've never really addressed this publicly, and I'm wondering if you would now. The the allegations made against you by Miss Piggy. Um, 
can, can you speak to those? I mean, it's all over Tosh is what it is. <laughs> well, she she would say otherwise, and both both feminist and human and, and animal rights groups would would also argue with that. Uh, it looks like we're getting from our people, uh, Michael Caine's people. He's not allowed to answer that question. Uh, As it turns out, I actually have to go. Uh, not be here now. So, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, hope you guys get on, have a nice, uh, happy Christmas, and uh, yeah, goodbye. All right. Are you, so, Michael damn it! Kane, I thought you were going to say I'm going to go get a Furley Brinker. Or <laughs> what, if, what if? Well, I'm going to go get a Furley Brinker, and then so, I'm. Uh, uh, so, Michael Caine stooped a pig. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and he screamed bacon I as he was coming. I'm sorry, mother. It's just so good. It just looks so good. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you have the scariest Miss Piggy ever. <laughs> you're, yeah, your your Miss Piggy sounds as though she is possessed by she, but by, by the by she the has these moments where she she's does. like, she's up here, but then she gets down here this when she's true. really like excited know, about something. You, it's just when you go down there, it's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Zinger! <laughs> alright, alright, you can have that one. And like. I'm about to raise oh. your salary! And I'm about to raise you right off the way! Pardon? Pardon? <laughs> Jesus, Brian. Wow. I feel like, yes. I feel I feel like, like there's like a, lot, a lot of really good Muppet imitations. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't feel like Brian is really bringing it tonight. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the nerds need to do it's their a, own It's version. a seething jealousy is what it is. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I want to see us do like a, a Muppet's ask a video and just Brian do all the voices. No, no, I think that whereas Sir Patrick Stewart did a one-man Christmas carol, Brian needs to do a one-man Muppet Christmas carol. <laughs> With Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, he'd be Michael Caine and then he'd have to have finger puppets for all Sarah, I can honest. make those. Get I honest. can make those felt finger puppets. <laughs> Folks, if you want to see this, we will make this happen next year. We just need a camera and we have, we've got one. I, we have top hats and we have we have fingers. Yep. We can make this work. Yeah. YouTube I, sensation. As opposed to us not having fingers? <laughs> we have for, fingers. I for, swear for, to God, it's not possible. For the puppets. For the puppets, David. <laughs> Which is the way you said it was like, we have fingers. In case you were wondering if we were deformed, well, we, have, we are not. Well, we have fingers now, so I've made a few bad bets, and... You guys are collateral, so you sorry about that. You sold us our fingers. Sewa! As long as you leave uh, one of the middle and and two of the, at least half of the other ones on the side, <laughs> I think we'll be fine. I know what Eric's referring to. Can I just say that the scene in Muppet's Christmas Carol where so Michael Caine where Michael Caine sings with his you know girlfriend after. Oh, the love is gone. Oh, oh my god. My god. Such a great performance, one. Two, such a tear-inducing song. You know what? I fast-forward through that every time. What? Boring. You have no well, we, we, it, Exactly. We've established that in the episode before, that Sarah is without with, soul. Without soul. <laughs> no, Sick. I have one. I have one. It's just icy. So that's why Alan doesn't visit you often. Is that what you're saying? No, he visits me every once in a while. If Michael Caine's voice can't melt your icy heart... Then there's just nothing in there. <laughs> Underneath the ice, you just don't realize it yet. I've told you guys, the things that make me cry are old people and animals. So And like, uh, Homer Baum. Yes. What about old people fucking? Does <laughs> <laughs> like, you laugh? Or, or animals fucking old people? It's no, That's probably yeah. more likely. It's out. Quint- quintessential <laughs> things that make me cry. Wow. 
and the mental image has broken Kevin. He's gone. He's gone. Folks, we have not had one drop of alcohol. No, we have not. This is a dry evening. What what, what about that part is just so boring as you... I don't know. Well, I guess I still kind of attribute it to when I was a kid, and I'm like, pacing is slow. Pick it back up. I think I you're want the more only, funny. Like, I think you're the only person I know who, at the age of like eight <laughs> to ten, would be like, "God, the pacing of this movie is just so slow." Well, I didn't acknowledge you know what it. What I really want to see is I want to see the pace picked up. They could cut out a few scenes. And <laughs> I just I didn't acknowledge that it was the pacing, but that would be the moment where like everybody else is watching it, and I'm like, "Great, I'm gonna go interchange these toys with some new toys, and I'm just gonna like Switch go to the bathroom and." Wow, whoa, what <laughs> toys are you exchanging at that age? Oh my god. I, Jesus Christ. I'm going to put the big black one away. I'm going to go get the tiny lipstick shaped one with the shiny finish. Oh, but no, I don't have a battery for that one. I think everything I'm going to get the say, rubber fist. Everything I say is inappropriate tonight. That's great. Oh, no, it's not. Oh. We're just being assholes. I know. I'm sorry for all of us. Can I, can it's, hello. I'm surrounded by boys on a regular basis. I think I understand how this Can works. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Dumb, slapping me in the face left and right everywhere I turn. So speaking of masturbation, Ebony's are screwed. And that's why he was such a dick. <laughs> he did not wank well, off Well, this enough. is a socially unacceptable time period for people to be doing that. So that makes total sense that he had all this Yeah, but they up. did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, they totally <laughs> they did. There's even, actually... even as they got older, Ebenezer Scrooge was stroking those long, old man balls. They probably had mutton chops on the sides. One of the name, uh, Marley and Jake. <laughs> there was a le- lot of, like, legitimate Victorian porn. Like, those, like, etchings and lithographs and stuff like that. They were... Oh, yeah. The naked ones. Oh, yeah. This Show is, that ankle. I mean, yes. This yes. Is a, the kneecap. Fuck. Oh. Well, this is actually. Or the church elders. Well, this is a tangent, but that's actually when the term pornography was. Coin. Uh, coin, exactly, because it was just erotica beforehand. But. So, was there like a woman named like Porina, and she posed <laughs> naked for these lithographs, and so they nicknamed it pornography? No, the, the, the actual term pornography means what? to, to what want fuck? something simply for the satisfaction of it. That's, okay. that's all it I is. thought that so, the word porn came from someone's name. Yeah, there was porn. an actual so Austrian princess by the name of Porina, totally unrelated so kids, to this. Kids, kids who are listening, clearly what we're trying to say is that the subtle message of the Muppets Christmas Carol is the birth of the word pornography. And you need to jerk off more. Yeah. As you get so older, get to ten it. times fold. <laughs> ten times fold. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the podcast got completely derailed. <laughs> this Feeling. is when it got completely derailed. <laughs> this is the moment. Uh, so where do we want to go from here, guys? So, I don't know. I have a really hard time segueing from masturbation to Muppets. Let's let's not begin with the letter M. So the last, there it is. The last part that we left off. Let's move into a part that we really need to talk about. Okay. It's a part. Of, it's there's an interpretation of the Christmas Carol from 1975 called "The Passions of Carol." What? And it is a pornographic oh version God. of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> Triple X hardcore full penetration. I'm not sure if there's anal. Wait, an American should... pornographic fantasy film directed by Sean Costello using oh the pseudonym Amanda Barton. The plot is based loosely on Charles Dickens' novel, A Christmas Carol. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. The ghost of Christmas yet to come. <laughs> 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 
I think they changed it to the ghost of Christmas already came. <laughs> the ghost of uh, the future, would that be coming soon then? Oh my goodness. God. Uh, huh? Oh my goodness. Yay, I got you on the left. Not even you, Eric Brickmont. Uh, uh, to find I don't want to piss you off. Wow. Okay. No, we're not yeah. gonna watch it right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, it was revolutionary because at the time, um, porno directors weren't hiring people that were handicapped, and so Tiny Tim, <gasps> oh my the person God. That played Tiny no, Tim, no, got no, some no. really good action in that movie, and it, it's not. It was really revolutionary for them to do. No, that. please don't tell me that's true. Please, that's bullshit. No, I just made that all up. <laughs> Thank he may God. have been Tiny Tim in stature, but he was not Tiny Tim where it counted. There no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One leg was severely shorter than the other, but his dick made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked it was a kickstand. <laughs> yeah. To quote uh, Brian from our last uh, group episode last year, um, this is more like the dessert episode where we can actually loosen our belts a little and get a little raunchy. I, I feel as though we've done that. I think we've gotten a little raunchy. Your impersonation of Brian sounds a little high. Are you sure you're not try, trying Sean? What? Your impersonation of Brian sounds no, I like actually, Brian But I actually high. said that last year. You, you did? did. Yeah. 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 I don't know what Brian sounds like high. It's cr- I don't either. Like, did you like listen to the episode or something this week? Because do you, Or did, you, did that just like stand just out in your really memory? really good memory. It's what I do when I'm lonely. Just oh leave it with that. Oh, dear God. <laughs> just, I, I, I'm right next to David, everybody, and I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now. David, give him a massage. Are you feeling the heat? Off of my chest. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Uh, mm. I'm like, a, I'm like a, a, a blue ribbon dog. You can just stick your hand there. <laughs> it's going to come right off. Mm. Is that best in show? Best in show. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you guys realize that for the last tw- like fourteen minutes we've talked about nothing uh, but pornography? Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Carol has like completely gone out the window. Sounds like Christmas to me. I feel like <laughs> I feel like some of this is that's probably going to get cut out. That's why Christmas Sean's only comes once a year. Oh. <laughs> oh. Who just said I was thinking fuck that? That's going to stay. Me. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So, so let's let's bring this back to where we were. Um, it was, I have uh, a question for the group. Ebenezer Scrooge didn't jerk off enough. <laughs> That's why he was an asshole. That's where we left off. Right. All right. So I have a question for the group. Do you guys think How the Grinch Stole Christmas has any ties to uh, a Christmas Carol or any like homages? I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. Okay. Don't, don't let yes, her answer. Don't let her answer. Don't let her answer. Ow! Because I was just thinking about this um, <laughs> earlier today, and what a Christmas Carol does is it really kind of sets the precedent of establishing the idea, guys, will you fucking keep it together? (laughs) (laughs) Establishes the idea of guys fucking and keeping it together? Yes. Um... Dude. I've seen that movie too. <laughs> I'm just That's saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Scrooge From Marley. The of waiting to exhale. Guys, guys, yeah, we got. Wait, let's go back and let Sarah say this. Guys, again. I'm We're just saying. Around. Scrooge and Marley, a little bit more than just a business partnership. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what a Christmas Carol does is it really kind of sets the idea of the true meaning of Christmas and the idea that it's. Uh, generosity and caring and Giving, kinship yeah. and friendship and all that other stuff. And money. And sure, commercialism comes in a little bit later. Um, but that sets the precedent for all the other secular Christmas stories thereof. Mm-hmm. So, whereas The Grinch 
is just it is essentially a story of the true meaning of Christmas. It gets that from A Christmas Carol, like many right. other stories do. Well, I think like it has its you know moral pleasing uh, ending, much mm-hmm. like A Christmas Carol in mm-hmm. terms of the Grinch's heart grew three sizes too big. Yeah, and he gives all the presents back mm-hmm. and befriends uh, Mary Lou Who, uh, and then shares Cindy, Cindy, Cindy Lou, Cindy Lou Who. Thank you. And we were already talking about Mary Lou Retton, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like they share the roast beast and everything. And um, watching the um, fucking brilliant Chuck Jones, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a uh, cartoon, really brought that idea, like in terms of how how many allegories or uh, similarities between Christmas Carol, uh, The Grinch Stole Christmas, as. Well, yeah, yeah it's, again, it's the same idea of the true meaning of Christmas. You have somebody who doesn't like Christmas who learns to love Christmas for all of its good treats. And yeah. it's usually, you know, something small, in this case of The Grinch Stole Christmas, Cindy Lou Who, that kind of inspires him as well as the town scene. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think the Jim Carrey version that Ron Howard directed. That they did make a bit of an effort to make him a little more Ebenezer Scrooge like by yeah. getting the backstory and making him jaded and yeah. figuring out mm-hmm. how he got jaded. And that's still that. a good one, but I prefer the Chuck Jones cartoon. Yeah, the Chuck Jones one is the one I will watch year after year after year. Classic. The Jim Carrey one, I mean, as much as I love Jim Carrey, I could actually go without it. I like okay. that one. I liked it a lot more before I had to watch it like 20 times in one summer because a kid I was babysitting maybe oh, watch it over and over right. again. I remember you telling us that. Yeah, but. I do like the fact that with the Dr. Seuss book and then the the cartoon adaptation, you just didn't need all that backstory. You could just accept that somebody doesn't necessarily like Christmas. Yeah. That they're, that person, you know, and it, it even adds into the, the lexicon of, of the world where you say that person's a Grinch, that person's yeah. a Scrooge, bah humbug, that kind of thing. Yeah. Sean Z. And the third version that I don't think anybody else has seen is a version I saw called How the Grinch Fucked Everyone. Oh, my God. And they actually had to have two different actors play the Grinch so that it was realistic that something grew two full sizes <laughs> to the end because it wasn't a heart yet per it was, se. Yeah. It was red. Yet it was, but, sure it, was that it went from a green cock to a black cock in just a matter of seconds. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I'm doing my best to ruin everyone's visions of purity in Christmas. Right. <laughs> Anything, any story, <laughs> I'm just going to keep I like how you're like, version. it wasn't a heart per se, but they did both yeah. throb. Have you guys seen the porno <laughs> version of the Nativity? Wow. <laughs> no. No, no, It's no, only no, legal no, in Mexico no, no, because no. of what they Sean, do to the, the farm animals. Sean, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Really? <laughs> and it's called... The Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Take It in the Manger. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, So the three wise men are three I, black brothers? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, the three wise men show up. Dom's dragon in the sand. <laughs> and please. they named them frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we please? Baby, I'm the love of God. Baby, Say, I'm the, word. Say the word. Say the word. Say it. Just say it. Say it. Akbar. There, there we, go. we go. For the love of God. <laughs> Akbar. No, no matter how hard I Google for this, I just can't find it. <laughs> hey, Google because some things are still sacred, that's why. No, Rule 34 says otherwise. So it's okay, so and Moore's Law. Too. Can, I, can I talk a little bit about the Jim Carrey version? The 2009 one? Yeah, yes. go for it. This is probably by far the darkest version of A Christmas Carol that I've seen uh, adapted. The movie opens up with Marley's dead body with the the coins on his eyes. Oh shit! Yeah, because that was you no know, representing of like you no know, paying the the ferryman to take. That's the right. Boat, right. And then 
Scrooge won't pay for having him buried, but he does take one of the coins off of his <gasps> dead corpse. Yeah. And, and by the what? way, yeah. so not only is that the intro, this oh. is done and produced by Disney. Right. Like all studios. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't remember that being so, the story. So here's the weird thing. So basically, Jim Carrey and Gary Oldman sell this movie because Jim Carrey is Scrooge and all the ghosts, and then Gary Oldman is Cratchit, Jacob Marley, Marley. And, uh, Tiny Tim. And Tiny Tim, exactly. He's Tiny Tim. Oh, yeah. Tiny Tim. So they, so they, they morphed their likenesses onto each of the characters, and then they each did the voices for all those yeah. characters. However, there was a stand-in. Um, or actually, no. Apparently... And he also uh, played a wall in the scene. A Tiny Tim voice was actually done <laughs> by an actor named uh, Ryan Ochoa. Um, Gary Oldman did the motion capture for Tiny Tim. Yes. Correct. Um, oh, Gary Oldman played a wall? <laughs> You've never heard me that, make that joke before? No. Gary Oldman's such good... Yeah, he played a wall in, in a bunch of different movies. He's, the, he made <laughs> he's a chameleon. What can I say? I'm yeah. pretty sure that even Gary Oldman has never seen Gary Oldman's real face. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Totally true. Um, and then, not just Jim Carrey and Gary Oldman, but there's also uh, Bob Hoskins, uh, Colin Firth, Robin Wright, uh, Carrie Elways, your yeah, favorite. Yeah, they all make um, big cameo appearances. Yeah, and this one is... I mean, Jim Carrey's got moments that are definitely Carrie-like when he like when uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past goes away and leaves Scrooge stranded midair. Yeah, he has that very Jim Carrey "I'm falling out of the sky" ah! kind of uh, look to him. And there's also a bit where he tries to snuff out the Ghost of Christmas Past, and then gets that's how he gets rocketed uh, into the air. Right, with the, it looks like because it's on the poster, but it looks like a giant chess piece that he's straddling. Yeah. That yeah. has the ghost of Christmas past. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'll show it to you. It is a giant ch- chess piece that oh, he's yeah, straddling. Yeah. I'm not so even... is this like the... Updated... Are you sure you're not looking at the version I was talking about earlier? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, looks like a, no, it looks like a poem, but that's... um. It was... I can't remember what it's called, but it's... it's like, uh, was it oh, a f- it's called a penis. No, right? it's <laughs> me- no, it's what you use... <laughs> Come on now. It's, it's what you it's use... It's true, like Brian. Some uncircumcised like penises look like pawns <laughs> through stages. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to sacrifice them for the greater good. And here we go again. (laughs) As as long as it doesn't look like a rook, I think you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Or the queen with the points on the end. Oh, dear God. Oh, wow. I don't know why you're so shocked by this conversation. As if it's like, oh, my God, this is something new. We've never done this before. Calm down. It's not like we're going to name the episode Baby Jesus Boner Hour. Sean for the win! I don't think I'll be listening to this episode. God bless us, everyone! (laughs) That one hurt down on my stomach. Oh my god, that was great. How you doing, Brian? Uh, I was okay until we started making porn jokes about the nativity. And then, (laughs) so, uh, after that, and I'm just like, mmm... Not feeling. Yeah. It. I was trying. I was. I wasn't it. saying that should be the title. I was saying, Brian, calm down. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> That's not the title. <laughs> By the way, so getting back to this uh, movie, oh, this was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Brian, have I ruined your Christmas as much as you, uh, Eric, fake did on Nerds on History? (laughs) Oh, Christ. (laughs) Oh, oh, boner of Christ. (laughs) 
to Columbus. It's okay, bro. You, you, you can go to church tomorrow and and you know, repent for your sins. Yeah, Fifteen hundred. There's any amount of repenting I could do. Brian, this here, just just look at this Veggie Tales nativity scene that oh, I yeah, found. I'm It'll sure make you feel. <laughs> Dildos everywhere. <laughs> Brought to you by Tater Mitts. <laughs> Okay, I promise I'll stop mentioning pornographic things for the rest of the episode. Thank you. I don't even know where we left out. We were so, talking about uh, we're Wayne. talking about Jim Carrey's, and we're talking about how he got yes. rocketed into, into the air. So, with this movie, not only was it the first uh, CGI-based uh, Christmas Carol, because there have been animated ones in the past, but this was also the one uh, to be first done in 3D. And with so, motion capture. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, part of that, absolutely. Um, I think, to be honest... I, I like Jim Carrey's per, uh, portrayal uh, as Ebenezer Scrooge a lot more than a lot of his other work because it seems the most genuine. I wouldn't say it's mostly because he's in, like, you don't see actually Jim Carrey, the actor. You see, you know, the CGI persona. But I don't know. Yeah. It's mostly in his voice, I would I, say. I, I remember seeing it with my girlfriend at the time. And we walked out and we were like, man, that was really dark for for a kid's version of A Christmas Carol. Because it was advertised as a kids movie, and there yeah, were, it's PG. There were, yeah, and there were kids in that movie, and you see things that I don't think I'm comfortable with the idea of a kid seeing. Like you see Marley's dead body, but not only that, you, you see like stealing money from the dead. And don't you see Scrooge slowly like dead and decaying at some point too? There's somewhere you see him slowly like dead pulling and like an Indiana Jones Last Crusade, where he's slowly uh, decaying into an old. It's self, like we're yeah. dead. Like I think it's involved in the scene where with the Ghost of Christmas get to come, where he. Um, gets like pulled and like you see a vision of him where he yeah where he starts to in, age yeah pulled into death mm-hmm. and it, it's very like disturbing it's like yeah, this is great much that you like classic fairy tale you scare children into doing the right thing as opposed to inspiring them to do the like right thing like the oh god like there's this one fake fairy tale that uh, Dwight Schrute tells on The Office about this German fairy tale about children, how they lose their thumbs, so no, that that's, they stop that's sucking true. on their that's thumbs. No, that's true. That's not fake. That's a real that's one. That's a real one? That's a real one. People would cut off the children's thumbs, yeah. so that way they would stop no, sucking they, their no, thumbs. No, it wasn't a, It wasn't. people were actually doing that, but that is a real fairy tale. No shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You're done history. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Sarah Ashley. The more you know. Insert sound effect Sean here. <laughs> I actually, no, I seriously just learned that, like, on Sunday. Oh, no shit, really? Yeah, yeah. When she went to church. No, when I went to church. Sarah in church? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sarah, I'm the only one who didn't think that was funny. Thanks, Eric. I thought it was so ludicrous that I couldn't even make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, guys. Mine was actually sarcastic. I well, will, this I will has been hell of a Christmas, hasn't it? I will let Christmas. you people know that I have been to a church once. What? <laughs> Were you lost? I, I <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was hungry and I heard that they had crackers and wine. <laughs> and when I went, I got this like searing pain in my chest, which I, I thought it was acid reflux. I think I was wrong. But I haven't gone back. No, those are crackers. Those are those are Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Air five on that one. Yes, that was perfect. Off, uh, it amazes me they haven't tried to revamp yes. certain things in the church like that. Like one one week it would be nacho cheese flavored. It would be the pizza flavored. That'll bring the kids back. Can that be an anatomy sketch where it's like, guys, guys, our youth intake is just a marketing way down. A conversation with way the down. So what are we gonna do? I think we should start making Doritos Locos uh, wafers. Uh, <laughs> Spicy guacamole. For the Holy <laughs> Doritos Locos. Pico de <laughs> and instead of wine, it's Mountain Dew. Like <laughs> the 
red <laughs> mountain. It's a special it's great red flavor. <laughs> Here's the blood of Christ. Why does the blood of Christ taste like corn syrup? <laughs> Why is the blood of Christ getting me all amped all of a sudden? Jesus must have been diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, we're so I going to hell. Are we, are we good with Christmas Carol? Do we want to get into some listener feedback? I think we have to. Yes. We have a lot of listener feedback that we need to share. So. Yeah. Cue it up. Listener feedback! Let's start off with, uh, with an email we got from... Uh, we got one from several people. We got one from Stephen, which was uh, hilarious, about the, the Australian accents. We got feedback about it right away. Oh, did he like him? Uh, he thought it was hilarious. Uh, hang on. <laughs> feedback says, made by, con- made by Australians, now with extra convicts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric... You can produce that move as long as Kevin's movie, as long as Kevin Smith and Sean write and direct it. Sean is totally correct about being owned by the Queen. Technically, uh, they are still owned by the Queen. No Australian would, nay, could be offended by it. After all, it's inspired by true events. P.S. Really fun the episode. Um, I'm Batman. I am seriously. The podcast would be better if Sarah had to speak in all the time in her Pygmalion voice. <laughs> uh, P.S. Mommy Brian. was dead to begin with. <laughs> P.S. A P.P.S. Brian, your Batman rocks. Why, thank you, Stephen. Uh, but I was waiting for Sarah to do hers, disappointingly. He wanted to hear your did version of Batman. My version? She did. <laughs> sure? I'm Batman, I am. I'm Batman, I am. <laughs> um, I don't... The only Say where's your trigger? No, 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 no. This is the only <laughs> thing I can do that's that's Batman like, and it's because I work with somebody named Rachel. So I always just go, Rachel. <laughs> I do that all the time to Rachel at my work, <laughs> and she doesn't get it. She's Neither just, I just go, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. 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 <laughs> So that that's my Batman impression. Oh my that's gosh. that's what I got. That was good. I don't know why you were so afraid of that. Well, because I didn't have to read anything doing that. Um, do you guys still have that link open that I could read because uh, I didn't get the chance? And I heard John McKee like mine the most because I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I could do Batman or I could do like uh, a Just- surprise. A voice impersonation? Just sing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, uh, Robin Is Not Here, the Batmobile performed his spec, and the Joker is in jail. Okay, well, you're going to need to send Uh, that to him. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel! All right, give me a moment. Let me see if I can bring that that up. um, Do you have any more? Because I got tons from the... uh, We got tons from the social media, uh, because we have a tremendous amount of feedback response to the questions this week. We do have another one uh, from Dave a couple weeks ago. We didn't read it until just now. I'm sorry. Subject, love the show. Hey guys, stumbled upon Nerds on Film on iTunes while looking for some interesting content to listen to. I work second shift and have uh, an hour commute to and from work, so that leaves me uh, plenty of time to listen. I blew through about four months of worth of podcasts in about a week and a half. I absolutely love you guys. The show is hysterical. The chemistry you all have is together is excellent. And I also share the same love of movies you do. I started with some of the podcasts from early November and was hooked about ten minutes in. I try to give any new podcast a few episodes to grab me. And you guys did it successfully. Like Homer choking Bart. <laughs> nice. uh, if I can sh- throw a suggestion uh, for for the Six Degrees game, how about Elijah Wood to Sidney Poitier? Okay. Uh, and, uh, okay, thanks for taking the time to read this. Uh, take care, and uh, can't wait to keep listening. Okay, Sean, <laughs> Sean flow charting. <laughs> I, did, I just want you to hear the click of the pen. Sydney, I got my notepad. I'm ready. Sidney Poitier was in the original um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. He was also in The Jackal with Bruce Willis. 
Oh, that's a better one. And Richard Gere. Yeah, and Richard oh, Gere. Oh, okay. Um, you can probably connect that even faster, yeah. Um, Richard or Jack Black. Jack Black. Yes, that's right. Jack Black yeah. was in that yeah, movie. he was. Okay. Um, and Elijah Wood, aside from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and aside uh, from North. As a kid. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. He's... Oh, he was in um, Back to the Future, too. He was. He was in Deep Impact with Morgan Freeman. Yes. Oh, and Morgan Freeman was in Red, Red with Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. He was in yes. Sydney, with uh, Sydney Poitier in The Jackal. There you go. That's four. Boom! And anyone thinking, what the fuck is The Jackal? That's right! Obscure movie. <laughs> oh, God. That's yes. such a good Boom. movie, though. It's also a canid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a jackal. Jackal. <laughs> a jackal. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. So, jackal? 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 It was a jackal the first 20 times you said it, so why the hell did you just say it? Dust! <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I think that's what we have for now. And if we missed anything, guys, um, we've got more tweets that we'll read too. So we'll, we'll get to those in just a second. Yes, let's uh, let's attack the uh, social media. On Monday, we asked uh, time for Music Mondays. We wanted to know what you guys were. Uh, you know, since we're saturated with a lot of Christmas music that's happening, what is your favorite Christmas song that is possibly a guilty pleasure? Um, I don't immediately. For Christmas, there is just one thing I need. <laughs> Immediately we got a response from Nerd Anime commented saying that Sarah's was uh, Jimmy Fallon, Mar- Mariah Carey, and The Roots singing "All I Want for Christmas," um, which he has I, this I great just love, gag I love the, that the classroom instruments. Yeah, I love that song, but that's my favorite arrangement of it. I also put that uh, David me uh, enjoys Jimmy Eat World's version of uh, Last, Last Christmas, Christmas, which is actually I agree it's a lot better than the one. I, I haven't even heard it, and it's because I loathe last Christmas with so every fiber I. of my being. However, someone else uh, on this list did say, oh yeah, Brooke Sperry uh, said Last Christmas by Wham. I'm um, sorry, Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got one from here from Caitlin Joy Barr. Uh, the Carpenter's Sleigh Ride or Christmas Song. Nice. Let's take the road before uh, Hillary uh, wrote Mile High Christmas by Breath Carolina. Breathe Carolina. Breathe Carolina. Whatever. So rude of you uh, Josh, no, Josh, Joshua wrote, I want a hippo, uh, hippocampus for Christmas. Not sure by who. I've never uh, heard it's that not song. Hippocampus, there's a hippopotamus. Oh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. A hippocampus is a part of your brain. I know, but that's what it was like. I think they meant to say I'm hippopotamus. Guessing, I'm guessing that's an autocorrect. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, Josh. They want part of a human <laughs> brain. <laughs> We're going to get it for you. <laughs> we promise. Um, uh, from Abby, Abby someone. <laughs> Sounds like he said a set a give. Okay, uh, that's a set a give. <laughs> that's next month. Uh, Allie wrote us saying that uh, the first Noel will always be her favorite. It's a pretty damn good one. It depends what version though. Um, Mandy, uh, our good friend Mandy, uh, wrote that she likes uh, Run DMC's version of, or Run DMC's song. Christmas in Hollis. Oh yeah, that was in nice. the beginning of Die Hard. Oh, that song's awesome. That song is dope. Uh, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mama cooking chicken and collard greens. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, Sean, break it down. Wicked, 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 wicked. It was on a very special Christmas. They used to have those albums very special Christmas with contemporary bands doing Christmas songs. Oh yeah, we love it. Nice. Nadia Mendez wrote, "Do they?" No, it's Christmas by Band Aid. Oh, <coughs> what a cute name! 
Uh, Jeffrey wrote, uh, my holiday season does not start until I see this annual SNL Christmas special. Oh my god, that which, one is so uh, damn funny. I wish it was Christmas today with Horatio Sands, Jimmy Fallon, Chris Kattan. So this is like the early... 2000s? Yeah. Mid, early to mid 2000s. And freaking Tracy Morgan doesn't do anything except dance on the side and it, the whole thing is so flippin' funny. If <laughs> no, you guys have not watched no. that sketch, If you want to so watch good. it, it is, on our, it is on the Facebook page, so check it out. Melissa, our favorite listener, uh, well not just our favorite, but one of our favorite Listeners. Yeah, don't say that. Sorry, Steven guys. might get upset. I'm sorry. Aunt Teresa's gonna get upset. <laughs> Kyla's gonna get upset. We just can't do that. <laughs> uh, she said uh, Blue Christmas uh, by Elvis, which is also a good Carol the Bells by Trans Siberian Orchestra. That is actually yes, yes, that's yeah, that's pretty epic. Um, Arnell said, "I literally have none, but maybe the She and Him Christmas album." Ooh. I don't know what that That's, is. Uh, she and Him is Zoe really Deschanel's. God. Yeah. That actually sounds like it has it's actually, it's actually, okay, it's cute, but yeah. I can't Dan only Lazarus take so much writes, uh, Zoe Deschanel. The, the Ramones, Merry Christmas, I Don't nice. Want to Fight Tonight. Nice. Jake, Santa Baby, Gotta Hate That Song, I Hear Once and I'm Singing It Under My Fucking Breath All Day. <laughs> Santa Baby. Well <laughs> uh, Jennifer Brindle, uh, the restroom door said "Gentlemen" by Bob Rivers Comedy Group, <laughs> which sounds awfully disturbing. The restroom door said "Gentlemen," so I just walked inside. Yeah. 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 Benny said "Jingle Bells, yeah. Batman yeah. smells." <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice. And then Gina uh, rounds it off by saying "Drunkness, missing teeth, unintelligible lyrics, eighties hair, and everything." She's describing the uh, the Pogues and Christy McCoyle, the Fairy Tale of New York, which is actually a, a, a pretty good version of the song too. Nice. Uh, and then we will just run quickly through. Uh, well, I wanted to shout out my three real fast. No, yes, anything by means. Anything by Mannheim Steamroller is the sign yeah. of December for me. Uh, second is Rockin' uh, Around the Christmas Tree by Weezer, because they actually did a Christmas album that's quite good. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the coup de gras. <clears throat> I'm dubbed up, dreaming of a wind up, up, Christmas. That's a damn good version of that. Just like one night. I just imagine Nicole Culkin just putting aftershave on his thank, face. Yes, thank you. That's exactly <laughs> the reason why I like that song, because of Home Alone. <laughs> then I'm going to go to the store and pick up some groceries. Let's just remember I'd like to thank all of you listeners and nerds here. For not singing Melikiliki Maka. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, then the table would start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, what was Sarah going to say? I was going to say, let's try to remember, this is guilty pleasures. Like, the ones that you're supposed to be embarrassed to like. And I've, oh, there are a lot right. of really good ones on there that I'm like, I wouldn't be embarrassed to say I think well, that I was people took it one way and they just, we just went, they just went with it. So. Yeah. Uh, and on Tuesday we said, talk to us. He said, what's your favorite part about the holiday? We got several responses. Um, Dan Lazarus gave us a great response. January 2nd. That's his, <laughs> that's his favorite. Yeah, I think mine on Twitter was uh, the part in February yeah, when pay, I pay yeah, off my credit, credit card. card. Yeah, uh, David Mitchell, my wife is a big fan of Christmas. She loves the decorations, the food, the family time, the whole spirit of the holiday. My favorite part is watching her be so happy and excited all throughout the season. Aww. That's lovely. Um, Siobhan from Twitter wrote, uh, getting to see all my friends and family and also the food! She did put like 20 O's in there. so uh, With exclamation marks too? Yeah. And Megs from Twitter also wrote, uh, feeling smug that I was organized this year and, and don't have to deal with the Christmas was, clouds at the shops was, and the food comic. That, <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Uh, Brett, uh, who was on uh, Nerds on History a few weeks back, uh, eggnog, family stuff, and Christmas desserts. Michael, loyal listener, uh, said no work. 
Trevor, the magic in the in my kids' eyes. That's very Aww. that's cute. And I think Rick Pepito said the same thing. His watching yeah. him and Roberta watching uh, Sean Moriarty watching all my favorite Christmas movies and drinking Spruce Goose beer from the Steamworks Brewing Company. To which Nerdonomy replied, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that beer is delicious. It's a beer made with spruce tips in it, and it tastes like Christmas. I'll give you a spruce tip. <laughs> Andrea, food, food, and more food, followed by massive amounts of regret to start the new year off right. That's, that's well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athena, singing Christmas songs around the house and in the car, anywhere and everywhere. Well done. Jake, the day after. Okay. Tina says lights, which I assume she means all the Christmas lights were yeah. around. Uh, Wilson Miller, good friend of ours. Wilson! Uh, 24 hours of a Christmas story on TNT. Yes. Also, listen to our last uh, Christmas story episode that may change your mind. Pale, uh, 25 days of Advent presents in all the food. Alicia, it's the gifts, time away, homemade meals, and desserts, family time. And then Rick, looking at the kids opening up their gifts. I got to yeah. say, for me, it's erecting my Christmas obelisk. Yeah, I agree with that one. For me, I'm really glad you said Christmas ob- obelisk because I was going to get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> erecting. I'm erecting. Pause. <laughs> My Christmas obelisk. See, for yeah. me, it's My a... meat obelisk. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's uh, having a stoned liver. That's that's the sign of the the holiday season. Do you normally get stoned like like people throw stones? No, no. As in, I drink so much alcohol, my liver turns into a stone. Oh, oh. my favorite part is the um, actually Christmas Day, like having a cup of coffee and just kind of staring out. Especially if it's like a a, mm. a very um, overcast morning, oh. and like in your like cup of coffee, you're in your warm you know, right, pajamas, well, and you're just like. Real quickly, can I ask you guys, have any of you experienced a white Christmas where it was snowing the morning of Christmas? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. A, no, lot. I live in, I live a lot. I live in California. So I've yeah. never seen no. snow fall we, from the ground. Okay. We, or from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> snow fall from the ground either. Brian. Our first Christmas in Colorado, after uh, my parents had moved there, we woke up and it was snowing on yeah. Christmas morning. That, that's the best thing of the whole season. You know, yeah. like, forget presents or whatever. If I could wake up to a fully caked, snowed area, and still snowing when I wake up. Done. Don't need any presents. Does the bubble machine at Disneyland's Main Street count as a white Christmas? I hate those bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you hate the I've seen it once. I skip it and I try to ride the Indiana Jones ride four times. That's in a row. the best part. To, that's the most logical thing to do. Wow. Can, should I do my Batman thing or no? Go ahead, do it real quick. All right. <clears throat> Jingle bells. Batman repels. Robin is not here. The Batmobile performed to spec. The Joker is in jail. <laughs> well wow. done. Thank that's you. Not like angry sex. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Batman is alone. I was Batman, but I also heard Rorschach. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked, You're locked in, in here with me. me. That was for you, John McKee. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is my last episode. Um, I wanted to end it on a Batman farewell since the bro... Wait, what? You're leaving? Yeah, what? sorry. You're leaving? Yeah. Where are you going? This is so uh, sudden. I, I know uh, it's uh, I've I have a journey to go on to um, and that's going to take a lot of time. So I just wanted to thank you guys very much for the opportunity. I had a lot of fun geeking and nerding out with you guys. Keep going. I'll try to listen to my episodes whenever there's Wi-Fi or a cellular signal. And with that, guys, I bid you a fond farewell. Whoa! Where do you go? That was a Where fast you go? exit. 
Well, maybe he, he usually does it. I can't believe he's. He, is he going to come back? He usually comes back usually in like after back. a minute. I'm just going to recommend like, that he bring Cliff Bards on his journey. Oh, yeah. Did the puff of smoke you left behind smell like Kendall Jackson Chardonnay? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, With the hint of nutmeg, guys. Guys, he's not. I he's think not he's coming, coming back. back. I think he's coming back. Well, I guess we're gonna end on a sour. It's kind of sad. I was gonna say my favorite Christmas song um, is also a very somber one. It's "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," um, and the reason why it's somber is because it's from the musical "Meet Me in St. Louis," and when the character is singing, it's because her sister is dying, and like, Kevin's we're not dying. Gonna... <laughs> Come on now. Sorry. I just it, I, I don't know why, but that song just pops in my head just just now, and. Um, we will, we will, we will miss you, Kevin, wherever you are. So, um, in the ether. In the I just ether. imagine that he's waltzing with Alan towards the moonlight. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea where he is. I've been playing with my Commodore sixty four this entire time. Um, and folks, we hope that you guys have a very happy, safe, and. Uh, Merry Christmas. Don't be safe. Throw caution into the wind. This will be our last. Episode. Yeah, drive fast. Take chances. <laughs> Get Rodan. Wow. Uh, <laughs> this this will be our last episode of the year. You should expect us to return with our first full episode in early 2014. And uh, we're going to be gone for a couple weeks here, but we are going to Las Vegas to the new media expo formerly called Blog World. So anybody out there who wants to come see us that's in the Las Vegas area and you want to buy a pass to come see it, come see it. Or if you're going to the expo, hit us up. And if you're a fan, we can meet up at, at our table. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's the same weekend as CES. So if you're going for the, to that, you know, hit us up. Um, I'll be there. Eric will be there. And Sean will be there. I know Sarah's really sad. She wanted to go. I was supposed to be there. I had my pass and everything, but I couldn't get the time off work. And uh, the, who will be joining us, actually, is mm-hmm. our repeat guest and fellow podcaster, Kyla Prince, mm-hmm. from the Find Our, uh, Finding Our Hunger podcast. Yeah, she's been a repeat guest on and Nerds on History. And from the Am I Jeans blog, exactly. So she'll be there, and she'll probably be on the episode for Nerds on History. We Got- will also have small paper replicas of both Sarah and Dave, who will nice. be there as well. there we go. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas, <clears throat> Happy New Year, and tune into us soon. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. And roll credits. (laughs) And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Thank you for making me a part of this. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's it.